Hello and welcome to The Prophetic Voice. I'm your host, Ken Bailey. In a world full of lies and propaganda, it can be difficult to determine who's telling you the truth. Perhaps you're looking for a place where you can hear a voice of truth, someone whom God is speaking to. You've come to the right place. It's our mission to share with you the truth of God's Word and the prophetic insights that God has given to me to help you navigate life in these last days before the return of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, number 14, I'll be answering the question, is there really a God who loves you? As we discuss this important topic, let's also see what God has told us in the scriptures and what the Lord has revealed to me to share with you. At times, we'll also incorporate insights from other leaders of the Christian community. So whether you're a longtime listener or a new follower, we're grateful that you've chosen to join us today. Let's tune in and listen to The Prophetic Voice. Well, my friend, it's great to have you with me today. Uh, We have a very important question we're going to discuss. Is there really a God who loves you? Do you ever wonder if if you really matter? Do you feel small and unnoticed by the world? In a world with 8 billion people, do you sometimes think that no one knows that you're here? That no one really cares about you? If you do, you're not alone. There's so many other people around the world who feel just like you. And I want to offer you hope today because I know the truth and I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to start by telling you the bad news. And then I'm going to share the good news with you. There is a God. Now, you may not believe that, but it won't change the truth. God has told us the truth in the Bible. He says that we've all sinned against him and that our sins have separated us from him. I want to read the first scripture today from the book of Romans, chapter 3, and beginning in verse 23. So if you have a Bible uh, or you have a a phone app uh, with a, a Bible on it, I want you to get that out. And and join me as we look at some scriptures. Romans 3, verse 23. And you probably haven't memorized, many of you. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. What are the consequences of sinning? Well, let's turn over just a couple of chapters to the right. Let's look in uh, Romans 6 and verse 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the Bible and God clearly tells us that sin leads us to eternal death and separation from God. However, God also says that he offers us a way for us to have his free gift of eternal life through his son, Jesus. Let's take a look at that. I want us to look at the most well-known verse in the entire Bible. You probably can guess that. It's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So God states it so clearly that he loves everyone in the world, and he sent his precious Son, Jesus, to die in our place. And that's great news, but I want to tell you a little more bad news again. I want you to look just at the next two verses, John 3, chapter 7, verse 17 and 18. John 3, verse 17 
and 18. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Now that's kind of frightening to read that. If you have not repented of your sins and placed your faith in Jesus' atoning death on the cross, his burial and his resurrection from the dead, then you are still condemned. You are under the wrath of God. You are one heartbeat away from spending eternity separated from God. That's scary to think about, isn't it? So I have to ask you, uh, and I ask out of love, are you saved? Have you done this? If you remain in your sins and you never repent and place your faith in Jesus, you will spend eternity in a place called hell. And God doesn't want you to spend eternity there. He's done everything that he can to give you the opportunity to have eternal life. And you may have heard someone say this, we're all God's children. I'm going to say that again. We are all God's children. No, we are not. We are all made in the image of God, but we are not all God's children. So then the question begs to ask, how can you become a child of God? You certainly uh, want to be one to, in order to have eternal life. Well, let's look uh, in Romans a couple of chapters over now in chapter 8, verse 14. Romans eight fourteen. This answers the question on how to become a child of God. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So to be a child of God, you've got to have the Holy Spirit residing inside you. So you must be led by the Spirit of God to be a child of God. So here's what Jesus said to a man named Nicodemus. Let's look back to the left in the book of John, chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 5 through 7. John chapter 3, beginning in verse 5. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. And in this passage, John chapter 3, Jesus says you must be born of the Spirit. So we're born from water when we come out of our mother's body. And how can we be born of the Spirit so we can enter the kingdom of God? Well, do you know the story found in, in Acts chapter 2? It's where Peter and the other followers of Jesus go up on the Temple Mount after they receive the Holy Spirit. Many people are in Jerusalem to celebrate the Jewish feast. And so Peter, being full of the Holy Spirit, goes up on the Temple Mount and delivers a powerful message to those who are present. He tells the people that they are, they are hearing the gospel spoken to them in their own language because those speaking have just been filled with the Holy Spirit. They're not drunk as some thought. So there were approximately 120 believers gathered there in Jerusalem, as the Lord told them to do. The Holy Spirit uh, comes on Pentecost and fills them with, with the Spirit, and they immediately go to share the gospel uh, up on the Temple Mount 
and they start crying out in, in languages that they've never studied. And people are hearing the gospel spoken to them in their own language. So these people go on to listen to Peter tell them of how they can, how they have taken God's son Jesus and crucified him. He tells the crowd that's up on the temple mount that God raised Jesus from the dead. Peter explains that God promised to send the Holy Spirit. Hearing that, the people that are gathered, that they're responsible for killing Jesus, the Son of God, they come under great conviction from the Holy Spirit. And they ask Peter, what must we, we do to be saved and also receive the Spirit? And here's what Peter said to them. Let's look now in Acts 2, and we're going to read verses 38 and 39. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the, the Lord our God will call. And then back earlier in the Acts chapter 2, in verse 21, Peter says this, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Peter just told us how we can receive the Holy Spirit. Now I've got to ask you, have you done this? Have you, re have you done this, repented of your sins and received the Holy Spirit? You must repent of your sins, call on the name of the Lord to save you, receive the Holy Spirit, and be baptized. And I implore you to not delay. Do it today if you haven't already. None of us are promised tomorrow. You may, th Some of you may think, well, maybe I'll do that when I get older or down the road after I have my fun or I live the wild party life. Or, uh, But I'll ju I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to put this off. You have no, no guarantee that you're going to be here in a little while, later today or tomorrow for sure. So the Bible says today is the day of salvation. So once you've repented of your sins and called on the Lord to save you, you can be sure that you have the Holy Spirit living inside you and that you're a child of God, that you can have that assurance. And so the Lord's asked me to do these weekly podcasts and share with you the truth and never compromise. And the Lord's also asked me to write a book and tell you what he tell you that he loves you and he wants you to spend eternity with him. So the title of my supernatural book is The End is Now Coming, God's Urgent Warning to His Church and the Nations. And in the book, I share the messages that God gave to me for you, his church, and the people of the world. The Lord also has me warn you about what's coming in the last days prior to the rapture. Difficult days are coming for everyone on the earth, including Christians. Are you prepared for this? You can be. I just encourage you to get my best-selling new book containing stories of miracles, visions, and last day's messages from God by going to Amazon.com and simply typing the title of the book, The End is Now Coming, in the search box. That's all you need to do. And I want you to know that I'm going to use the majority of the profits from the book sales to feed and clothe orphans and widows and share the gospel 
all around the world. Well, let's continue and let's see how God has told us in the scriptures how much he loves us. Turn now to Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Romans 5 verse 8. And God committed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So you see, God loves you and sent his only son, Jesus, to die for you about 2,000 years ago. He knew you would sin when you were born and that you needed a savior. It's absolutely critical that you believe that God loves you. You might think that you don't deserve it. Well, I want to tell you this, my friend, none of us deserve it. I deserve to spend eternity in hell because I've sinned against this holy God. Can you relate with me? We don't deserve it. If you don't believe God loves you, you're going to miss out on God's best for you in this lifetime, believing a lie that he doesn't love you when he does. Accept his grace. What's that? Grace is the undeserved favor of God, the undeserved love of God. We don't deserve God's grace, but we desperately need it. A lot of people think that they have to get themselves cleaned up and solve all of their problems and addictions on their own and then come and ask God to save them. That's not true. The Lord wants you to come to him just right now, just as you are, and he'll clean you up. God will help you solve your problems and he'll free you from your addictions. You can't do it on your own. How's it working out for you if you're addicted to porn? or you get drunk all the time, addicted to alcohol or drugs, uh, whatever your addiction might be, you need the Lord. Never doubt again that there's a God who loves you. He gave his precious son to die in your place. But if you've never repented of your sins and believed the gospel, you can do it today. I just implore you again and beg you to call on, on the Lord to save you right now. If you've been born of the Spirit, you can be sure that you're a child of God. Remember, we read in Romans 8, verse 14, whoever is led by the Spirit of God is a child of God. So when you repent of your sins and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I've sinned against you, a holy God. Please forgive you. Forgive me. I call on you now uh, to save me. And I'm, I'm gonna, I want to receive your Holy Spirit and be baptized and be obedient to do all of that. If you mean that from a genuine heart, the Lord will do it. If you mumble some cheap prayer that you really don't mean and expect to have eternal life, you're fooling yourself. You've got to mean this from uh, a place of true repentance in your heart, that you genuinely want to turn away from your sins and place your faith in Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. Christianity is offensive. The cross, uh, even like one that's on the wall right behind me, it, the, the cross is offensive. It says you can't make it to heaven on your own. You can never do enough good works to earn your way into heaven. Christianity is offensive in that we have to humble ourselves and admit that we're a sinner and that we need a savior. I've done that. Uh, I'm going to spend eternity in heaven because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. I owe him everything. I don't deserve it, but by his grace, I've received this free offer of eternal life.
Jesus is coming soon. Why? He wants to take you home to heaven. He's going to rescue you, those of you that have been born again, born of the Spirit. He's going to allow you to escape his coming wrath. If you're born of the Spirit, if you're a child of God. And God sent me to warn everyone that the end is now coming. And it is. He's told me that. That's a pro- I'm prophetically sharing that today with you. Um, it, and, and he is coming soon. It, we're in the final countdown to the return of Jesus because he's going to take us away now. He's, he's had enough. The world has gotten so evil, so violent, so full of wickedness and immorality. He's, he's pulling the plug on it. Life on earth as you know it today is getting ready to end. So are you ready? Are you prepared? You see, my friend, there is an amazing God who loves you. It's the greatest love story in the history of, of mankind. Almighty God had a plan for, from the start to rescue us, knowing that we would sin against him after we were born. What kind of love is this? It seems too good to be true, doesn't it? God sent his, his son to die in our place and pay the penalty of our sins. Well, may you never doubt again that there's a God who loves you because he does. God is love, 1 John 4, 8. He's the very definition of love. He created you. For such a time as this, he's placed you on the earth. And he doesn't want anyone to perish. He said in 2 Peter 3, 9, I wish that all would come to repentance and that none would perish. Oh, I pray that you'll repent if you haven't already. And you'll place your faith in, in the Son of God, Jesus Christ who loves you. Let's pray. Father God, I can't believe that you loved us enough that you sent your one and only son to die in our place. What kind of incredible love is this? It's the greatest act of love in the history of mankind, in all of the universe. And it was so costly for you. And it was so painful for Jesus to go to the cross. And, and die in agony after being scourged by the, the Romans, crown of thorns placed into his head, nails, spikes hammered into his feet and hands. So painful. And yet, Lord, you give it to us as a free gift for those who will take it, for those who will humble themselves and say, I'm a sinner. I can't get to heaven on my own. I need this Savior. I need Jesus. So, Lord, I pray if there's anyone today listening that has not called on you to save them, I pray that they'll do so today. For my other friends that are listening that are believers, I thank you so much for them. And I pray that they will go and boldly share the gospel with the lost before you take us home. That's why you're leaving us here just a little longer so we can finish sharing the gospel, taking it to the nations before you take us home in an event that you call the rapture. So Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you that we can have eternal life. And I pray all of this now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on The Prophetic Voice. It means so much to us that you listen to our program. I want to encourage you to get my book, The End Is Now Coming, 
In the book, I include all of the incredible last days messages and miracles that God has given to me to share with you. The book will bless you and guide you in these difficult days that are coming before God takes Christians home to heaven in the coming rapture. In the book, I also share stories of the many supernatural miracles and visions that God has given to me over the years. You can get this exciting book, The End Is Now Coming, by going to our website, KenBaileyMinistries.com. You can also buy the book on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com and type in the search window the title of the book, The End Is Now Coming. We're also thrilled to let you know that the book is already a bestseller on Amazon. All the glory goes to God. My friend, I encourage you to stay in touch with me and keep up with all that's happening in our ministry work. You can do that by visiting our website, KenBaileyMinistries.com. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time on The Prophetic Voice.